Advocatus Diaboli, Juanch de Medellin, Diane Waugh, and Gaius Bendo presiding. We now bring you to the excommunication of Robert Kelly, already in progress. The Archbishops of the Culture have passed their sentence, and Robert Kelly has been canceled and banished from the cookout and shall be shunned and shamed henceforth and for all time. Toll the bell, close the book, and snuff the candle. Down asked members of the culture, we come not to justify his actions. We come not to defend him. We come simply to ask the question, is he redeemable? Is there a penance he can do to become uncancelled and regain entry into the sacred cookout? We know that by interceding and advocating for the salvation of excommunicated heretics, we risk our own place in the sacred cookout. We risk being branded heretical apologists. And after solemn reflection, we have decided that we don't give a fuck. If nuance and cool-headed self-reflection die, the culture will follow. Love is making us ask these questions for ourselves. We hope love drives you to ask the same questions. We want to engage you, but not on a social media feed where the loudest and most viscerally pleasing idea wins. We want to engage you as individuals, so message all the love, hate, and everything in between. And don't forget to nominate heretics for us to discuss in the coming weeks. Our inquiry begins with the discussion of the charges as we search the record for mitigating factors. This can be the most pernicious part of the discussion because taken out of context, everything we say can be misconstrued as a justification for his crimes. We want to reiterate, we think he is guilty of all he has been charged with. We're simply looking for grounds to show compassion and possibly support penance. Um, So for anyone who did not uh, watch Surviving R. Kelly uh, or dive into the details of the many indictments he's had beat and unbeaten. Um, he, uh, Robert Kelly was basically a serial child, uh, rapist, pornographer, abuser, uh, from the early nineties until, uh, today. And, uh, his, uh, voracious appetite, for uh, very young women, knows no bounds. One of his victims was a young girl who went to his trial to show him support. The trial for child pornography. So uh, if you didn't do your background uh, information, you definitely need to do it uh, because you might think uh, we're going a little hard uh, on him. You really need to dive into these Awful, awful details. Um, We don't actually know how extensive the list is because he did many, many, many NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. We've discussed those in previous pods. Um, Just now, the first few are beginning to uh, violate their non-disclosure agreements uh, in order to uh, speak out about it because maybe because they know uh, their story is uh, worth uh, monetizing on now that uh, surviving R. Kelly is a um, 
huge hit. Uh, so the allegations are not just statutory rape. Um, they include physical violence. Uh, they include humiliation. Uh, and the most disturbing parts, most disturbing aspects of this is the uh, emotional um, violence done to a lot of these women uh, of all ages, uh, but mostly young, uh, mostly younger from 14 to 17. That seems to be the wheelhouse of the Pied Piper of the South Side. Um, and so right now, um, obviously, we're not going to talk about um, whether or not <laughs> he did all these other dastard, dastardly deeds. Um, we're going to talk about first, obviously, failure to be about shit. Okay. Uh, if you uh, listened into the pod we did about Bill Cosby, um, whether it's beyond question about whether he was a sexual predator. Uh, it is beyond question that R. Kelly. Actually, before this pod, we were just talking about how this might be the shortest episode <laughs> yeah. ever of the devil advocates because I, I don't know for I I feel like he was the reason why cancel culture was invented in the first place. <laughs> it was for R. Kelly. Um I don't know. Is, I would I, I feel like yes, but if that was the case then we were still way too late in bringing it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Just like twenty years too late. Uh 20, no, but I, 20, I remember he was late. the first person I remember people at least trying to do it. Yeah. Um I think Growing up, I think a lot has changed culturally, socially, but a lot of it has changed because of technology, too. Yeah. As far as the way that these discussions are happening. So I've heard about people wanting to just kind of cancel him from like a long oh, yeah. time. Yeah. They just haven't been successful. I just think now we have the means to cancel him. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> everything's digital now. You can literally just like turn on yeah. and off button and yeah. he's done. So we'll get into the history of the. Uh, movement to cancel him before the word cancel was invented uh that dates back a long time and what it's morphed to and what the vanguard is about that now but um again just like we did with um william uh cosby cosby (laughs) um we're doing here we're not talking about uh the the actual crimes he committed we're talking about the crimes against the culture and so the first crime against the culture that uh, that Mr. Uh, Kelly was indicted for is failure to be about shit. And so when he was released on bail from the first child porn uh, charges, which were uh, in 2002. So when he was released that weekend, he sang, uh, I, believe, I believe I can fly. In a church in Chicago. Yeah. Wow. Uh, surrounded with children. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we should be. While the time. tape. While the tape was already circulating. Um, but before he was charged. And before he was arrested. He sang at the opening ceremonies. Of the Winter Olympics. Yep. So there was a video. Of him pissing on a child's face. And. That dude draped himself in the American flag 
<laughs> and sang for all that is good and virtuous about the United States. Was that the Atlanta? No, it was, the Atlanta was Summer Olympics. Which Winter Olympics? This was, was uh, I think, like the Colorado one. Oh, jeez. So, um, so yeah, the and to this day, I believe I can fly is a very popular church uh, song. Yeah. I think I sang it at my like elementary school graduation. <laughs> It's one of those things. <laughs> I, think was, I think we definitely did it for like it, the song is so pervasive, n- uh, not just in the larger culture, but specifically in the um, religious back yeah. backbone of our African American communities, you know, throughout the United States. So it's it makes it a particularly pernicious thing. Uh, and he calls himself the pi- this is a self name like he named <laughs> oh, himself yeah. the Pied Piper. Oh. If if you don't know the story of the Pied Piper, meaning yeah. you're I, I don't know why you would not know that story, but it's literally about a guy who feels like he got screwed by the town. Ta- okay, so so the town to the town has a rat problem. Yeah, yeah, serious rat problem. Huge rats, big rats. They eat everything. They're literally strangling the town to death, uh, and so. They hear about a guy who cured the rat problem in another town. So they, they send word to find him. They find him. He comes into town. He goes, listen, uh, I'll cure your rat problem. They're like, how are you, one guy? You, how are you going to cure your rat problem? He said, don't worry about it. Uh, and then he goes and he blows his little uh, flute. Yeah, He, was he like, names his price. Yeah. And the town knows they don't have that money but doesn't care. They're like, we'll figure out how to pay this guy later. So he names his price, whatever. He goes, boop, starts playing on his little pipe, little flute, his little thing. And he plays, and all the rats follow him into the water. And all the rats drown to their death as he plays them into the water. Comes back to the town and says, okay, where's my money? Uh, the town goes, uh, yeah, see, what happened was... We had, uh, it's in between accounts, and I can't, (laughs) we can't. Also, you can't make us, fuck you. And he said, I bet. And so he walks right out into the town square, starts playing his. And when you again. when you knowingly fuck over a guy, it's, and this is a New York thing, if you've knowingly fucked over someone and they just take it and say, "I bet," and then just turn around, well, you're I fucked. Think they were I don't like, know what the next move they, is. I but think you're they were fucked. saying that pipe works for rats. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. What else could he do? Yeah, but see, if a guy he can't bring them rats back, they drowned. Yeah. Mm hmm. A guy who has that kind of magical power is not the guy you fuck with. You don't fuck with tech support people who fuck with your food or someone who's made all these rats go away with the fucking price. Western European people not read other All of them are dark as I think a lot of them afterwards are like, hindsight's twenty twenty. Don't fuck with a guy with a magical pipe. Yeah. Um, but whatever. But yeah. So then the Pied Piper led all the children to no, 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 no. horrible drowning no, Before deaths. that, he turns around and he's like, I'm going to take your kids. And then proceeds to take their fucking children. Yeah. And so this is what this guy names himself. No one put that shit on him. He put that shit on himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, lead into, well, okay. So if you can't catch the metaphor. Here, in his defense here, and I don't know why I'm doing it, but um, he never read that story. No. Yeah. Because he can't R. Read. Kelly cannot read. <laughs> he cannot. Most people don't know that's how this story actually goes. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. It's become just like such a thing. Oh, yeah. People are like, like, Piper, step in the name of love. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step in the name of love. That's not what the But see, if you're not grasping the metaphoric, like, links, the rats are everything that's wrong in this country. The rats are your children. 
No, no, no. The rat. No, no. The rats. In a real no. sense. No, no, no. The rats are like angst, anxiety. Because think about it. Like music is this therapeutic thing, especially in the black community, that restores us, that invigorates us, that hypes us up, that comforts us. It's this magical thing. So uh, one of the things about him doing the Pied Piper, him naming himself the Pied Piper, mm-hmm. knowing that he's telling you he's a villain, uh, is with Aaliyah. Yeah. He told he had her release AJ nothing but a number. Yeah. Yeah. He told us he was doing that shit. So, do, for those who don't know what the Pied Piper story is, the No, we already did oh, it. Oh, we did that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. so yeah, when okay. when he before he married Aaliyah, Aaliyah's first record has healthy narrative yes. of Dating an older man. Yeah. Yeah. And then every appearance she did on all these talk shows, it's R. Kelly next to her. And they never denied. They asked all the time, are you guys together? Well, he's my best friend. He's my best friend. Best friend in the world. I just Right. And they never denied it. If you if you they they showed up to interviews in matching outfits. (laughs) Matching Mickey Mouse outfits, which are a crime in and of themselves, I gotta (laughs) say. Um, like they were like the old married shuffleboard couple that like dresses alike so they can find yeah. each other. And so, okay. So where we're going with this is um, failure to be about shit. And let's dispatch this quickly. Um, Very much. The ludicrous, <laughs> the ludicrous hypocrisy of going to a church after everyone knows it's a video of you peeing on a child. Well, that's what one of the things they brought up in the in the documentary that I caught was that that was kind of how as one of his methodologies of hiding in plain sight. Yeah. And I think honestly, like, and that's what the Pied Piper thing is yeah. about. Yeah. That's what AJ Nothing But a Number is about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Half of the storylines, Sparkles album yeah. uh, <laughs> has storylines that are about uh, uh, a domineering male force telling her what to do, yeah. which. Was actually happening happening during Sparkles' career. Sparkles' like this niece feels happens like to be the girl, and the thirteen year old girl in the in the in the video. Yeah. It's like for every fucked up R. Kelly song we hear, we know that there's a corresponding fucked up real life story yeah. because he doesn't seem to have the imagination to like not draw <laughs> yeah. directly from. We know he ain't reading stories. <laughs> yeah. He's not reading. Uh, listen, we can count as many because I will do literacy. I will do a literacy joke. Every minute. Yeah. Actually, speaking of the legality, something kind of kind of relevant. There has been um, in New York State that uh, precedent set that rap lyrics can now be used, used against you against yeah. you in court. Yes. So I'm just like trying to follow down so, that okay. R. Kelly rabbit hole. But, so <laughs> the, but the, it's it's always been uh, usable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has always been. There is a recent decision saying that it's usable, but. It's always been usable. Mm. I think Mr. Cal got put yeah. in for half the shit. Uh, it's just a question of how specific it is, mm. uh, how much the details in the story that they use uh, can be lined up to With the details evidence. of yeah. the actual crime. Yeah. Mm. So, um, but, but you know, in this case, he is straight up writing about his crimes. Yeah. yeah. But I think that, I, I mean, I'm sure, like, we'll get into it later, but that's kind of like the annoyance of like the cultural part of it, because it's not like, it's also been debated. Like we didn't, we weren't unaware that he was hiding in plain. Like we knew he was hiding in plain sight 
to begin with, and people still were just like, "This is like the Boondocks episode because he good." Because like he we good. let him go. Mm-hmm. No, and uh, well, what was funny though about like R. Kelly like versus because the Michael Jackson thing came out um, around the same time as the surviving R. Kelly thing. Um, but I've noticed that with Michael Jackson, there's more of a disconnect because when you're listening to his music, his music doesn't have any of his innocent. Yeah. It's pretty innocent. Yeah. Yeah. And whereas R. Kelly, like it, like he's, he's like, just, yeah, I did that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like He's so proud of himself. Yeah. You know, he's not even pleading the fifth. He's proud. He's, he's not like, even pleading the fifth. Yeah. He's proud of it. And so, yes, he, he is not about shit. No. He has a, 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 an egregious failure to be about shit. And then the next one, which we can dispense almost as fast as we dispense this one, bearing false witness. And so uh, going on MTV back in the 90s mm-hmm. and when asked by uh, Toure, uh, you seem to have a, a predilection. You, you've had a lot of sexual relationships. Do you, are you sexually attracted to teenagers? Softball of the century, you're fucking under charges, mm-hmm. okay? You have a child pornography <laughs> thing to beat. You married Biggest softball Aaliyah. in the world. You married Aaliyah. It was not a Biggest secret. Biggest softball in the world. Do you like teenagers and you still have a pending trial? And his answer is, well, what do you mean by teenagers? <laughs> like, how old is teenagers? And Jerry's like... 13 to 19? Like, that's a... You could have just said no, dude. And, and he's like, well, 19. It. Well, 19. 19 is, yes, I have friends that are 19. I'm like, oh, yeah, friends that you pee on? Yeah. And 19? I pee on all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it wasn't a no. And that's the thing. When you ask R. Kelly a straight question, you don't get a no. You get Forget a... Forget that. Forget the, the Gail You get equivocating. King, yeah. That, that Gail King interview, the memes were so triggering. Because it wasn't just the failure to be about shit. She was like he was Robert. The, he was the the the. If you looked up failing failing to be about shit, it would be a meme of R. Kelly and Gail King. R. Kelly like, getting up and yelling, and yelling at this and the woman. Histrionics and her unbotheredness, I think, is just like is is kind of like a stereotype. We all have that man in our lives. Yeah, we all know at least one person who will sit there. And you both know that they're he lying through their fucking teeth. Yeah. He went full Lindsey Graham. And he's sitting there crying, having a fucking histrionic, like, uh, uh, attack. He went full. What's that? To, what's the Supreme Court justice? I should know this. Yeah. You should know this. Yeah. Uh, the one who likes beer. I, I like beer. beer. I like beer. I like beer. Always like beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy who so just So there has been a meme comparison of all the men who are... Or easily lying yeah. Who are yelling and screaming at They're women just so, yeah. Because they've never Ever been really held Accountable for anything So I, at some point And I think this is now I'm understanding Some of the Facebook rhetoric that I saw right after This came out about like at some Point this person has Just not been with reality and appropriate Behavior for mm-hmm. so long at some point when does It become our fault yeah for like enabling them, allowing Which them to continue. Brings this. us to the real meat of this episode. We were not going to do a whole episode about is Robert Kelly a monster? <laughs> uh, I don't like the term monster, but if there's anyone, close, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If there's anyone who's close to it, uh, it's this guy who systematically um, had sex with dozens and dozens of children over the course of of 25 years uh, and still has friends that are 19. Yeah. Uh, which teenage, 19, whatever. 
there's ample evidence of him being told the age of these girls and telling these girls, well, when anybody asks you, you're 19. Um, you know, and um, all of the manipulation uh, that he that he did to get these women to basically leave their homes and stay with him for extended periods of time where he could groom, then eventually, uh, you know, molest and statutorily rape these children. Um, you know, and everybody says, and in the episode, which we're <laughs> using as one of the bits of evidence, because looking at it again, looking at Yeah, if you rewatch that episode of Boondocks now, it's still just it, like... It's dead on. Yeah. I understand now why on. Aaron Magruder was in a perpetual state of rage. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. He, he had a really bad, like, uh, whatchamacallit, a... a he had a bad reputation of just like being constantly like angry, this angry yeah. black man. Yeah. But everything he's said in his show is has like come, come to true. true. Yeah. <laughs> or it was it. already true and no one else would admit that this is what it is. Right. And yeah. so I haven't even been pissed off my guy with And so everybody says, Well, why would she stay there? Or why would she put up with that? Or yeah. She's if, a child. If someone says about, I'm about to pee on you, move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see piss coming, I move. She saw piss coming, she stayed. <laughs> so, At what point do we talk about personal responsibility? <laughs> right. And so, um, you know, and then it's one of these things that is infuriating because at the courthouse steps, there were women saying, why aren't the parents yeah. charged here? And it's like, yeah, 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 no, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. But this but guy. he did it. He actually Why did are it. you here <laughs> holding up signs showing him love when what we do know is this guy did it? Yeah. We don't know what the parents knew. Yeah. So now we get to. So after he was already brought up on charges, arrested, uh, set free on bail. After that, he released Chocolate Factory. Okay. So. We're not going to say that America didn't still love him when he releases Opus, his magnum opus, after. Wait, I don't know Chaco Factory. That's like the one where most of the singles that you think of, oh, R. Kelly, okay. are on. The- I don't think I've ever heard. <laughs> Step in the name of love is after oh, okay. the allegations. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. uh, it, you know, um, so anyway, <laughs> that's when he was Pied Piper and it was already kind of a not cool thing. To call yourself. Um, and so the question is, are we about shit? Okay. I know post uh, post the 2002 allegations, I jammed out to Step in the Name of Love and Ignition. Um, the Chappelle skits were funny to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even though now I, I'm a little bit horrified that we're laughing at what was, what is essentially children, uh, Children being scarred for the rest of their lives. And now some of those children are speaking up in these, uh, and and we see the scars of these women telling their stories. Well, um, one of the things that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of key moments in listening to the surviving R. Kelly. But um, one of them, one of the women was asked, uh, why do you think it went on so long? Because at this point, you've taught, there's like interviews with his brother, with his high school choir teacher who's like yeah he was very aggressive with young women he would hang out at the high school and i told him to stop and i told him to stop (laughs) but she's like this 85 year old woman like barely like like i told him to stop but then um but she's a black woman and basically she said that she told people but people didn't listen to her even though she was this esteemed 
respected choir director who had spawned out all these other celebrities and stuff like that. And then one of the women, one of the women asked, um, said, why do you think it, it went on for so long? She's like, because we're little black girls. Yeah. And no one gives a shit about little mm. black girls. But, okay, so one thing, one aspect that we didn't discuss, which we, sh- we should actually, before we get into indicting the culture, mm-hmm. uh, is discuss any mitigating factors. And there's one mitigating factor that I feel is not a ridiculous farce, mm-hmm. okay? And, but however, you know, I mean, there, there should be a more intelligent discussion about that mitigating factor, and it's the fact that R. Kelly um, has been... Uh, you know, forthright about talking about how he was sexually abused at yeah. a very young age uh, by a family member. Yeah, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. That has been a continuous theme throughout this entire pod. Yeah. Has been not so much the, the abuse, but the cycle of abuse and how sure. it sneaks up on people, how the abused then transform into abusers. Yeah. And one thing that the, I watched it with, uh, a contributor to uh, if you heard the last podcast about uh, about the hypocrites of Me Too uh, is you know uh, uh, from a from a therapist perspective uh, they had two very good therapists on this uh, on this show describing um, the cycle mm-hmm. describing the psychology behind why these girls didn't leave. Describing um, even how R. Kelly's own confessions to people about what he went through could be used, could be repurposed as a emotional hook to then begin grooming these children. Yeah. Because some of these children had already been abused by other men. Okay. Then R. Kelly comes in and they trauma bond. And (laughs) they trauma bond on that they have both, you know, at, eight, nine, and 10 had been abused at eight, nine, and 10. And then he goes and uses that as the emotional hook to then get them in a whole new cycle. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, he was a genius about music, but he was also a uh, genius manipulator. Prolific. Yeah. A but prolific things, manipulator. I think one of the things we start finding is, and this also came up was that, there's been a long history of musicians, specifically musicians, but but male artists in general going after younger, you know, younger girls. There's tons of songs about it. The Beatles, the, the Stones, like everybody has a story. Uh, Elvis um, about, you know, young women in general. But one of the things I think we've also noticed is that most artists, the really great artists, the ones that can get through all of the crust and get through our soul you know what, when they're not being held accountable, they can use those powers for evil as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, all power corrupts and (laughs) having wealth, having an entourage, which was fundamental, which was integral. But it's the charm. To to doing this is that, so one of the things they talk about, the machinations of how he did this is he would show up to high schools and just sit there and just chill in the car. Or go to the mall. And get barkers to go around. And say, yo, R. Kelly's in that car. Yeah. And then the cute girls would come up to that oh car. Oh, my God, I want to meet R. Kelly. And then he wouldn't say anything untoward in public. He would just say, it's nice to meet you. I'm glad you like Speak my music. Speak up wine Kelly. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then when he would leave, part of the entourage would say, this is R. Kelly's number. He'd really like to talk to you. Yeah. Okay, so it's like you know uh, the drop. It's it's like a regular. Uh, it's a dead uh, drop, really. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Right. It's like go talk to that guy. You give the money to one yeah. guy. You go uh, get the drugs yeah, from someone. Yeah. You circle else. around the corner and you get your molestation. Right. Exactly. On the block. <laughs> oh, dark. <laughs> so wow. Uh, so uh, and that in every town that he did a show in, we's about to go to the mall. So it's kind of like. And he would like, show up at the mall. Yeah. And the whole high school scene, the Barkers, he would do the same thing. There's people in the entourage. It's like Bill Cosby. He had an industry of molestation. He wasn't yeah. just, like, molesting people. He had, like, there's a an whole infrastructure. Yeah. There's, there's an infrastructure. infrastructure. Yeah. There's a system. There's people. There's people. There's and practice. There's allegations. <laughs> I mean, he's doing this in Chicago. Yeah. In a city. Actually, that's what yeah. one and of the he's women having, said. And he's having busloads. They say busloads. Probably was van loads, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Van loads of girls being brought in through the gates, and people saw it happening. Well, one of the things People one of the women said was... Well, I think that there's the charges- also... There's, like, a larger discussion, too, about, like... There's a great area of legality around it in the first place, even with it being teenagers. Like, we have a bigger discussion happening in the country right now about, like, child brides and that they're still legal in, like, most states. Oh, yeah. So, it's like... To a certain point, like, he broke a lot of laws, but there's a lot of... He could have done the same thing and not have done it. Like, you know... We have the same thing happening. Age of consent is 17 in New York. Yeah. We had the same discussion with Asia Argento. Yeah. uh, Last week. Uh, And Aaliyah was 15. Which still in some states, as long as her mom signed it. In a few European countries. I heard that her parents signed over it. So in Italy, Mm -hmm. we talked about this with Asia Argento. In Italy, the the age of consent is 14. So Aaliyah would have been fine. You know, if that was in Italy. And I think there was, up until recently, a few states in the United States that were 14 and 15. But there's also cultures around it because in a in a place where the age of consent is 14 the children are also probably being raised differently in but, in Europe you know you don't have kids that don't know what a vagina or a penis are like the culture is different I so, don't think so because they're, they're, they're still children they're still children developmentally they're still children I'm ju- but I'm just saying that it comes down to how we how we teach I mean honestly I think those I, but the places where you have those lowest ones are the exact opposite they're the most puritanical and that's why those laws are still able to that's be true. there so they're actually the least informed about their own sexuality at the same time yeah like it it would be great if it at least worked that way in the inverse where it's like you at least are more self-aware but that's generally not how those laws stay on the books in the first place is because it's like the most puritanical places keep the most puritanical laws and everyone else kind of progresses beyond and ages get raised but my only point was that like it's fucked up but i can also see why so many people turn a blind eye because to a certain level it's like am i like if it is consensual and the age of consent is there like who do i call to like voice my displeasure about like i clearly see that there's something wrong with it but if you don't have the law backing you on it then you're just looking at or 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 the mother or in this case yeah the the parents don't even care now in so the reason he got brought up on child pornography and not rape in association with the initial p tape yeah right uh the reason why that that didn't happen is because the the victim mm-hmm. did not want to testify. Yeah. The victim did not want to press charges. Victim did not want to testify. Victim's family didn't want to testify. They all said she was not in the tape. Sparkle, who is uh the 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 aunt of this person who introduced this child to R. Kelly, said that is her. Same haircut, same everything. It looks like her. It's I know my my niece. That's my niece. 
one of the brothers or sisters, one of the brothers of the mother, so the uncle of the child, mm-hmm. was on the payroll, was playing guitar on one of the recordings mm-hmm. in that production company. So the family was literally on the payroll. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Uh, and so they didn't testify. Well, that was the thing that was probably the most triggering about watching the entire thing wasn't so much even the sexual or the the physical abuse, but like I said, the infrastructure. Because one of the things that one of the victims said was when she found out about the charges and she was reading them, where the hell did he get the time to do this? Like, how did he <laughs> so make prolific. hit records? Yeah. Yeah. He was making hit yeah. records. Like, this he's extremely prolific. So the wife yeah. said, yeah. the wife said, uh, he, he, had had time? Time, he had time to abuse me, <laughs> be a father off and on to my kids, write, make records, write music, Go on tour and abuse all these women. Yeah, so a lot of facilitators. Yeah, and and it it wasn't so much the 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 just like the line, but it was that he was humili like these were like high end humiliation like like tactics yeah. that were sitting there messing with these women all the time as far as just like keeping them followed. You don't pee into a child's uh, mouth on your first day of kink. Yeah. No. That yeah, is that, a You long, don't just go there. Yeah. You have to groom someone. <laughs> that is a long that. descent yeah. into, into that level of you know depravity. depravity. Ugh. Ugh, everything about this is Can we disgusting. cancel him? Is it, is it, like, I, I, like I told you guys I'm, before, I never was a huge fan in the first place. I know, so I wasn't. I, I've been confused as to why it's taken so, everyone else so long to get there. So in a exhibit to our question of are we about shit, yeah. uh, is so he married Aaliyah and that story was exposed in 1994. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he married Aaliyah. She was 15. They, uh, they forged documents. Uh, to say that she was 18 in order to to get the marriage done. When he received another lawsuit that was using Aaliyah's marriage as evidence that he was a serial child molester, Mm -hmm. Aaliyah then asked to have it annulled. Yeah. Admitting that she was underage. Wow. So then it was annulled and expunged. It was annulled and expunged in order to to not have it used against him. Wow. Right. Okay, that happened in 1994. We all knew about it in 1994. Kurt Loder said it to all of us in 1994. Yep. Okay. Um, and then, so that's what happened in 94. In 2002, the video surfaced of this child uh, being sexually humiliated. Um, and, um, and, and the very same time they're being sold in uh, corner stores. In the South Side of Chicago, that that you know VHS cassette yeah. was being sold <laughs> in corner stores. Um, at that time, he sang at the uh, the Winter Olympics. Uh, I think it's Park City. I think it was Park City, Utah. Mm-hmm. Then he was arrested when he went to Miami off of warrants from Chicago, um, and that's in 2002. Mute R. Kelly, the movement Mute R. Kelly, that launched in 2018. Yep. Okay, the uh, surviving R. Kelly came out in 2019. Okay, this very short year, uh, new charges were filed this last month in connection with the original tape. Because I guess maybe now the 
we don't know no, yet, yeah. but what the indictment is about. But you you can assume that maybe there are people in and around that child's life yeah. who now are coming forward with new evidence. Um, so all of those things happen now. <laughs> Some people are taking his music off their radio stations. Uh, they're taking his music off. Uh, Spotify oh, doesn't know what to do yet. Yeah. I have they taken them off yet? No, I don't I'm think not so. Sure. I haven't heard. So, it. but the fallout is now. Now everything is falling through. I think Justin Bieber is still slated to be on his next album. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. So look out for that. Just yeah. at least Justin Bieber is uh, older. Yeah. Than than eighteen, <laughs> which you know. Wow. But well, I mean, when we were talking about it before, I think. I think right now we have the means to cancel people a lot quicker since everything's so much more digitized. Because keep in mind, when this came out, everything was still analog. In order to, um, you know, coordinate a nationwide, like, cancellation of someone takes a lot more effort. You have a whole bunch of individual record stores and people that have actual merch. It's a different game. Now you can just literally put To Juan's point, we're holding four pages in our hands right now of people who chose to do new songs yeah, with him. So let's get to them. So it's like, we didn't have to cancel yeah. them. Everyone else could have canceled okay. them and they so, just wouldn't have had new music coming But going out. back to the evidence and the reason why the first part in this is in 1994, we know he slept with mm-hmm. Aaliyah. Yeah. We know he slept with Aaliyah in 1994. Yeah. Okay. And the reason why they got married is she got pregnant, by the way. What? Yeah. Where's you were baby? maybe sleeping through that part. It's in episode one <laughs> oh, of yeah. Survivor Aaron Kelly, but she got pregnant by him. And then, you know, his warped sense of morality said, well, then I guess I have to marry her. The problem was she was 15. Yeah. Okay. And so it would technically be, she would be holding the crime. Yeah. You know, evidence of the crime. Um, so anyway, uh, after that, after we all knew that, after we all knew that he married a 15-year-old, people, a lot of people used the Jerry Lee Lewis defense. Mm-hmm. Which is still not. A lot of people used the Elvis Presley defense. Yeah. Including people, Uncle Ruckus using both of those. Right. Episodes. Or I think somebody in the Stones. Well? <laughs> somebody in the Stones. Yeah. Listen, there's a long list yeah. of rockers the, you know, that, the, that, that are in the marrying a 15-year-old or adopting a 15-year-old for the purpose of having her on the road. Yeah, which uh, which has happened. I wish I could I think, remember the I rocker. Think it was Mick Jagger. I it or might someone. have. Been, I think it was like Nick Wood. I think it was like somebody in the Stones band. Yeah. We don't know, and hopefully we we might edit this out. But it's it's a Rolling Stone. Um, anyway, so now we're gonna go to, through the list of people who may or may not not be about shit. Uh, so in '95, after we knew that he had sex with a 15 year old, Notorious B.I.G. Um, did a song with him in 95. Hmm. Also in 95, Jay-Z. By the way, Jay-Z is the number one collaborator. Yes. If you look <laughs> yeah, at this list. They, they had a whole album together, plus right. all the singles. So. Yeah. Right. So, um, Jay-Z did not want to talk about it. Houdini uh, in 96. Uh, Mary J. Blige in 97. Foxy Brown in 98. Uh, Celine Dion, who was slated to be on the next album too. But isn't way. she kind of a pedophile victim in her own? She life? is. Yeah. Did she, she marry that like ninety year old dude when she yeah. was like eighteen? When she was eighteen, but their relationship started like four years before. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So she's but right. She's not. I, I like. They I can compare she, notes. Yeah, yeah they can compare <laughs> notes. Like. Uh, so Celine Dion, 
um, Nas in 98. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, Noriega, and Jay-Z in 98. Yeah. Uh, Sparkle uh, in 98. This Puff. was before yeah. she knew that her... Uh, uh, before she even introduced her uh, niece to yeah. him. But Sparkle in 98. After Aaliyah. Uh, who else? Who, Puff Daddy yeah. in 99. He's never been about shit, so... <laughs> uh, the Isley Brothers, of course, yeah. Contagious. We all know that in 2001. Then, just, all, this then all these all Jay-Z. the Jay Z with Wycliffe wow. thrown in. Right in Wycliffe that album in, in 02. Uh but yeah, Wycliffe thrown in there. Beanie Siegel thrown in there. Yeah. Uh and then like eight more Jay Z. Yeah. Wycliffe in 03. Yeah. But that's the thing is uh, that I feel like again. this is a misogynistic high point of hip hop where like it's I feel like Jay-Z talks about that period of his life a lot more now. Yeah. But like, yeah, this is where like the toxic masculinity of hip hop is like having its its internet bubble or something. Like these yeah. guys are just doing whatever they want, saying whatever they want, just exploiting black women in the one most horrendous my, ways. Yeah, one of my favorite lines in uh I, I don't know if it's in Contagious, but it's in the Trapped in the Closet, mm-hmm. uh where uh I, Howard Isley says, uh, can't you see two men are talking? Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm about to catch a case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and but it's like, normal. and we're all and reveling in these. We're all reveling in these. And I'm like, that's awful. That's awful. Yeah. And I'm a feminist, but I found it hilarious that he would think it's cool. Yeah. To have and the that's character. The danger and Mr. Of- Big's an asshole. So, you know. But is he an asshole? You know, I mean. But that's the thing about that's the thing that's so dangerous about R. Kelly is his ability to make normalize pa- normalize yeah. the most ratchet, awful shit. Like uh, you, I can. What was that? You compared me to my Jeep or yeah. something? You remind, remind me, me of my, of my Jeep. Jeep? Yeah. Like, dude. Yikes! I mean, honestly, just so. half of the titles of these songs is like <laughs> oh these t- the titles <laughs> yeah. of the songs yeah. are admissions yeah exactly tear it up uh keep doing that i mean there's literally a song with jay-z Anything and Devin else. the dude called pussy and then uh Switch in 2005 wayne and touching yeah touching yeah. reggae bump bump and so, and so Gigolo. why is glory to the lord in between wanna be there girls and go crazy <laughs> Calling all girls She's coming home with me Oh shit Oh my god Same yeah, the, girl duet with Usher <laughs> Yeah what? so let, Let's let's finish the list of Pregnant Preaching uh, <laughs> <pregnant. laughs> Tyrese Robin <laughs> Yo this is like parody It's <laughs> It's pretty It's pretty awful It's so It's so bad. It's like an arrested development. It's a black arrested development episode. It's like that campy. Um, But yeah, we were urgent. We're done, Jay Z. Nick Cannon in 03. Um, Who else? More Jay Z. More Jay Z in 04. More Jay Z in 04. Memphis Bleak in 04. Um, Let's see. uh, Ja Rule in 04. Uh, Snoop Dogg in 05 The but Game just, in 05 yeah. Fabulous in 05 I just want to go on record though With all this terrible shit I still don't think he should be censored On the on the platforms And I understand why Spotify Alright let's get into that before, Let's get into that after I put a, this yeah. Finish putting this list up for Swiss Beats in 07 Snoop Dogg in 07 uh, Chameleon Air in 07 
Ludacris and Kid, Kid Rock. Rock. How are they on a <laughs> How are they on a song? I don't know that song. Yeah, I don't. In 07, uh, Usher in 07, Nelly in 07, uh, Beanie Siegel again in 07, Young Jeezy in 07, uh, Tyrese in 09. That's on Pregnant. Uh, Robin Thicke. Uh, and, uh, let's see. I believe Kendi- Kelly Rowland's in here somewhere. Yeah, she's 2013. Lady All Gaga right. in 13. The yeah. shit that she's, she caught, uh, about two months ago about, uh, about not condemning him. Uh, Kelly Rowland in 13. Mm-hmm. Ludacris in 13. Two Chains in 13. Migos in, uh, in 13. Uh, Jeezy in 13. Future in 13. Bieber in 13. Uh, Jennifer Hudson in 14. Mariah Carey in 14. Um, bet you're going to know. Going to yeah. know what? <laughs> going to know what? <laughs> um, Rick Ross. Rick Ross in 14. Um, let's see who Nasha else. Nasha and Janae. It starts to get worse. Yeah, Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, it starts <laughs> to get worse in terms of the talent. Yeah. Until, until Lil Wayne in 15, which, you know, that's yeah, pretty much bottom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's nobody good since then. Uh, like I said, Justin Bieber is slated to be on the next album. Yeah. If anyone would release it, I think he's currently in litigation with his label about what to do with that album. Yeah. Because it's toxic. Uh, and so... You, your, uh, so these are the list of people who had good knowledge or should have known that he was uh, a, if not serial, at least one time unabashed uh, pedophile. Yeah. And yet they, con- they decided to do work with them, uh, with him, because the whole industry was good with it. Apparently, there is some unnamed... And you can't uh, be the one unnamed uh, uh, record label executive who said, I don't care what he did. You know, we we're built on him releasing millions of records. So yeah. <laughs> we we can't not. What, what I'm going to fire someone just because he slept with a kid. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to fire a bunch of people. A whole bunch, a bunch of people gonna lose their job because he, you know, let's not make two wrongs. You know, two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> Which, yeah. when you're talking about one wrong is people getting fired uh, because they don't want to put out a product and they don't want to aggrandize and they don't want to fill the pockets. Yeah. And basically enable further child rape. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, but, you know. Child rape institution. Yeah. A child rape institution, which is a cult now, apparently. Yeah. It's the second wrong making several more wrongs. I don't know where the right is. <laughs> Just multiplying the wrongs. Yeah. But I still don't think you should be censored. Okay. Tell us why. Um... So, you know, by censored, you mean what? Meaning I do not think he should be eliminated from the public record because at the end of the day, I won't listen to R. Kelly. I will not support him with my dollars. I will not support him with my energy or with my ears. But that is my choice to do that. However, eliminating him from the record also eliminates our ability to analyze him. Well, these companies, do you mean by that? Do you mean like removing him from Spotify? Yeah. I think the mute R Kelly movement should be on the listener side. It is up to us to turn that shit off. But Spotify serves up things. Automatically, just so like Pandora. So maybe he's just not on well, the regular Sp- on the look, Spotify is a, so, you but if be you able, search for it, you should be able to download it, it yeah, and have it. You should be able. If we have Citizens United, Spotify is a corporation. They have First Amendment rights. Yeah. Yeah. 
part of their First Amendment rights is the right to editorialize. It's the they right can. to only they is can. the right to only amplify the music they want to amplify. Oh, sure, that's fine. But as far so as Spotify has the right to not not associate them. It's not about their right to. They're being pressured to right now because Spotify basically Spotify is being put on the spot. Because Spotify could just keep being Spotify, and people who want to search for R. Kelly can search for R. Kelly. But people are pressuring Spotify to delete him. Because they don't have a feature where if you aren't, like, if Spotify did make it so that I could say, like, don't serve me these artists at all, then I would do that. But, like, to my knowledge, I thought you could, there's though. not. Because when you, if not you can, there's, there's not a blocking function. Well, you can vote down things, but then it's still only for that song. So, it'll so come, you'll get it'll other. Come, oh, no, because it usually it gives me an option to never you. play this artist again. I've never gotten never played yeah, this never seen that. Uh, but maybe that was on Apple Music. Uh, I'm on Could Apple be Music. on Apple Music. Yeah. Because I, uh, I do remember on Apple Music, there is a function that says never play this artist again. So just by putting that. Yeah, I I, that's that, fine. I, that would satisfy the argument. But, but, but I but think this push most that they people, have, it seems like it's a push to delete okay, so him from the public record. Legally speaking, censorship is when the government tells private people uh, that they can't use their First Amendment rights for XYZ. Yeah. So what we're talking about is corporate censorship, right? Yeah. And corporate uh, erasure mm-hmm. of him from the record, of, of, of R. Kelly from the record. And you're against that. I am against that because I think that we learn from history. I think that it is important to analyze and be able to refer to and be engaged with history. But once you delete something like him from the record, well, I feel like it gives him more power. But it's not removing him from history. Like, even if you want it, he'd still be in, like, That's the Library we, of Congress and no, shit. No, he'd still I think be in the Library of about, Congress. But right now, they are, like... As, but it's when about we look stopping at where, him from profiting from it. most music is stored, it just happens to be in these private corporations. And so I don't think he should have but, but it is what, what Guy has just brought up. It's, it's stopping him from money. profiting from it. Every time you play it, he's getting still money from it. That's fine. But, but that's what I was saying as far... It's not. But what I'm saying is that as far as the infrastructure, I don't think like if so, someone should still have the right to look up. Our yeah. And I want them to have to go to a Sam Goody if they still but exist. It's just and a couple like, of keystrokes to take them off the freaking rotation and just say, you know, you can. I want the person to have to go through the extra step of doing it because I want him to but not have the money. him completely and not being able well, no to one's look talked him up. About no one's going to go to the library. No one said let's scrub Wikipedia of R. Kelly that I, I know mean. of. I don't think anyone's gone that far. I don't think no, it's like think a level. Where, but I think that's where that mindset is starting. That, I don't, that's I don't think. And so. I, I think the think president like is in a post-apocalyptic future. <laughs> that they will be selling and trading R. Kelly tapes. They might. Like, you know, if that <laughs> becomes <laughs> currency. In the future, all those Sam Goodies might be the only thing that's left. <laughs> and it's going to be all yeah. R. Kelly. So the future will An R. Kelly CD Kelly. is the rarest <laughs> commodity. It's, it's like Demolition Man. It is rarer than only Platinum. Taco Bells left. So maybe we should, like, put it on the streaming service. No, it's kind of like now. Let <laughs> yeah. the aliens have only R. Kelly listen to it. This kind of like this now house the new racism is, just is not one, acknowledging uh, racism. <laughs> So like I but feel like I, in the same in the same breath like we are more um couple like we're more prone to getting victimized by people like yeah that. I just I mean from that. my perspective is like you're doing it like a reverse slippery slope mm-hmm. argument almost because yes. it's, it's no one said it's just like when gun rights people are like they're trying to take all our guns away and like I'm not I just want you to have to go through as much trouble to get a gun as I do to have to get a driver's license yeah is like so I don't think anyone's going so, like the full step of being so like guys, let's scrub the record of our guys are you capable yeah of separating the work 
from the artist. So I was thinking about this because we started riffing off on it. And I think that the easiest way for me to separate the work from the artist is post-mortem of said artist. Because I know they're not profiting from anyone consuming yeah, that the work estate. anymore. It's, it's just like, this is work. Uh, this is a body of work that this person did. Mm-hmm. And so once they are corporeally not on this planet anymore, I can separate it. But before that, because the artist is still, when the artist is still present, they, like they are also getting confidence and, and monetary support, so, all those things by us consuming their work. So to use a white counter boogeyman, what about the case of Woody Allen? I I felt the same way. I a I'm a black dude. I never was a huge fan of Woody Allen <laughs> films to begin with. I watched them after because I was like going to art school and I heard all the like film yeah, studies kids talking about it. So then I was like, all right, I'll let me see what the. But to me, it was like, you know, I feel like if he was a shitty person and he did this thing that he should be in jail for, then like you could say that that's a great artist in prison. There's. Like, <laughs> like I don't like then great. I won't separate the work. Art from, I hate it when because there's I think there's a disconnect in when people say separate the the art from the person, but they're still kind of elevating the person by yeah. consuming the art. A, and I think you can't can, hermetically seal. Yeah. So I, I think, think I can say this person in prison is an amazing artist, but I want them to go to prison. They shouldn't get a pass from prison because of their work. Or maybe we should accept the fact that most of our great artists are also probably going to be terrible people. Uh, I think that's I mean, or to- just normal. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I that, just say it's all the same shit. Yeah, it's just like this expectation you like. yeah. <laughs> that we because think about what makes up the average artist. It has to be somebody who generally breaks apart from tradition, breaks apart from rules, breaks apart from normalcy. Basically, is a lot professional line crosser, and this is the person that we expect to put on a pedestal. Yeah, but don't but can look don't, up to. I, I think you're idolizing the artist idea too. Yeah, don't I, give a pass. I'm not idolizing it. I think people are idolizing it. No, but that's what I'm saying. I think we should tear that down because I know as many I know as many dark people that have no artistic talent as artists. So I think we should just say shitty people go to prison. Okay, whether they're good at what what they do or not. What I like about your rule, Gaius, is it's super easy to practice. If they can profit, (laughs) I cannot support it. If they can profit at all, I cannot support it. I actually, when we talked about this earlier, I formulated kind of different uh, uh, light version of yours mm-hmm. um which is um people who have done one bad thing or you know have this bad thing in their past mark Wahlberg beat the shit out of yeah. like some asian guy yeah uh when he was 16 18 whatever 18 i think yeah was. and harold racial epithets at him while he did right <laughs> yeah. okay and since then he's been xyz kind of person I don't think I don't think you can not watch Boogie Nights. Yeah, because I think that there's still like the way that we judge everyone else. Because I know people that aren't artists and they've done shitty things also, in the people past. Are, people but are I, complicated. I allow them to grow people in different situations. And I think the difference is when you start framing it in can you separate artists from the body of work? We don't do that with anyone else. So mm-hmm. artists shouldn't get a pass either way. Right. It's like you are your body of work. Because if you're a fucking Carpenter, no one's gonna be like, but he built this awesome if fucking you're table. A child rapist, <laughs> yeah. he if you're a child rapist, but he saves. <laughs> but he saves so much more than he raves. If you're, if you're a child rapist, who cares what yeah. what the speed of your fastball is? Exactly, you're not getting work. Exactly. So I I want it to be like 
just so you like, want it to be, we have to be the, a genius within these parameters. We have the ability of no judging raping. everyone else. Like, no, why do artists so many, get the pass? There's so many people producing art who are not who are not raping, raping. Yeah. monsters. I, like, I know shitty people. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm not. No, I mean, see, and, and this I is just, like so, like Diane. You talked about the infrastructure. That infrastructure is only available to someone who's insanely wealthy, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And that's who we're talking about. We're talking about R. Kelly, or who I guess he squandered his entire fortune <laughs> on raping children. <laughs> children yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, <laughs> It can become an expensive habit. Listen, it was really expensive. Him and Michael can that's, talk about that. That's a fire yeah. room. That's a fire room. Yeah. Those, you All know, those NDAs. Like a fountain guy. He has a fountain guy. Yeah. Not just a pool those guy. He had a pool guy and a I fountain mean, guy. I mean, you know. Willy Wonka had to bring in slave help from another dimension, you know, like just to keep the bed up. in the middle of the studio because apparently there was a bed in the middle of the studio. That bed has to be changed out really often. Mattresses, and yeah, you just had you just had to do a new, new apartment. apartment. Yeah, you had to get a new mattress. Mattresses are expensive. Yes, they are. So this I guess pre Casper, you know, he wasted he all. Of, he wasted all, when you think about it. All this like. You know, predatoring is expensive. If you yeah. learn like anything Batman from this like podcast, well, if you learn Batman anything from this podcast. Actually, that was another one of his alter egos, <laughs> yeah. Batman. Yeah. If you learn anything from this podcast, is uh, systematically raping uh, children. It is very expensive. <laughs> it's a very expensive endeavor. Uh, and just for that reason alone, you should think twice about <laughs> raping <laughs> hundreds of children. It's way, it's way, way darker in a, in a path. I did not intend, but sure. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, my 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 list, and I I love yours. I think yours is better, but just uh, just to present a counterpoint. Yeah, uh, mine is uh, uh, whether or not they're continuing to do it. Yes, and so if you have a transgression in the past that you either went to jail for or whatever yeah. it is, I mean, you paid your penalty. Yeah, um, you paid your penalty to society. I cannot want you around my Asian friends. Yeah. If you're Mark Wahlberg, maybe I don't want to be in the posse, not even as, yeah. you know, turtle. Uh, yeah. I right? like, And I agree with that. I just think that like we judge people in our daily lives like that all the time. Like you meet someone new and you find out some shit about their past and then you make your own decision about like whether I think that this person is really like changed, changed or not. And I think we could just do the same with every artist on an artist-to-artist yeah. basis. But how good they are at their art form should play no, no part yeah. in that decision-making. And that's where the framing yes. of it and then, like, can we separate? Like, you shouldn't. Chappelle threw down the gauntlet. He said, yeah. they said, oh, what about Michael Jackson? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think he was. Well, how, about, how about this? How about this? And like, he said, but, OJ. I mean, he like, he but he made that. Thriller. Like, how about, how about like, I can thriller. have two thriller. thoughts in my yeah. head? Ignition is a really good song. I can bump to it. And R. Kelly is a serial predator who I shouldn't let near anyone I love. And that's yeah, fine. But by, but by, but by giving but him But by royalty, bumping it, yeah. Yes. You're allowing him to continue to do it. So, like, find your old say cassettes. That's oh, you don't got to say find, it sucks. Find one old cassette of Ignition and you're only allowed to listen okay, to it in cool. analog form where he does not get any problem. I can work with that. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, like, Again, guys, we should now, be able to learn Now, like, thoughts. flea markets are going to yeah, be like... Again. From the world, people it's like, listen, I need, I need I a need non-traceable, yeah, exactly. I need a non-traceable way to listen to R. Any Kelly, to R. Kelly. Kelly. vinyl. <laughs> Yo, Kelly, like, Walkman tapes, yeah. Kelly, like, cassettes is going to be just, like, We're huge. We're see a regression yeah. in audio technology. I mean, because look, it's the only woke way to appreciate the music. Because, like I said, I didn't have this 
for Kelly because I never liked him. But then when all the allegations came out about like Nas and mm-hmm. his abuse of Kelly, then I had to do some of my own soul searching. Oh my god! Because like Nas is That's like a, that was that you know, get home for you. Yeah, that was like oh shit, it's Nas. Like you know, I so, always knew he was a fuck boy. <laughs> um. So. Where are we on the speaking of Nas? Where are we on Nas of the not about shit? For yeah, working I, I feel like all those people are not about shit. Yeah, all those people have mm-hmm. definitely. I for me, they've all violated. Especially Jay Z. I mean, honestly, shit. probably the one person I give a pass is Bieber because he's probably wasn't old enough to really be oh, yeah. aware of the things that happened <laughs> twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. point. Yeah, probably the only one. But and, everyone else, why? Yeah. And Although, except for Janae Aiko, I feel like somehow she was trapped. <laughs> like I just, I just really yeah. visualize her yeah. being kidnapped. But all right, so now that we've indicted not just him and he's going down, uh, is there any? I mean, I don't know why I'm asking this. No, no, you know the answer. This. But I have to ask it because this is what we do. Yeah, is there any way? Uh, Art Kelly could redeem himself. Nah. No, he just needs to burn. <laughs> or just uh, go to prison. I mean, like, he needs to go to prison. <laughs> yeah, like I think anything. We could just let him go to prison. <laughs> Every, everything starts with him going to prison. Yeah, everything right, starts right. with him going to prison. If he goes to prison and then eventually admits <laughs> what he did, uh, but this, he doesn't even have money. He doesn't even have a means. To create reparations for these yeah, for these no. kids, like they'll never get any, they'll never get, and they'll never yeah. get closure. Yeah, um, he's denied their existence for so long. Um, he's revictimized them again and again and again and yeah. again. Latest in the interview with Gail King, he's victimized them again. Uh, and by- he had two more girls, two fresh girls on there defending him. His current girlfriend. Oh yeah, no, yeah, the cur- the current girlfriends. One who he makes dress like a boy. Apparently, he makes her dress like a boy. This is the Dominique uh, girl, episode three or four. Well, <laughs> the, I was cleaning while I was watching. I could, I could <laughs> devote my full attention. Uh, so, it. okay, so I, I don't, I don't. I'm the one who believes a hundred percent that every every person is capable of some sort of redemption. I don't see. It. <laughs> I believe I can rape. I believe I can rape uh, <laughs> is what what actually happened, and and I I believe you will burn. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of our time. Uh, this is going to be for us a quickie. Uh, <laughs> so we don't see redemption for this guy. We do want to see him in jail for the crimes he's committed. All of them, if 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 honestly, if I had my way, and for the purposes of what we do here on the show, he should be on trial every year for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. You know? new trial. And every single one that we should take our time. Yeah, and it should it should be torture by prosecution. Yeah, he shouldn't be allowed to plead no contest anymore, and he should be in jail probably for the rest of his days. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's pretty pretty damn terrible and pretty damn uh, intentional. Yeah. Uh, and he built up a, a system and an infrastructure to uh, to rape. So, um, everyone who we mentioned today, you're not about shit. Um, and we reserve our right to maybe bring you up on uh, episodes, even if you're Queen's finest, Nas. <laughs> you may get your turn. Um, and uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, today's show has been brought to you by the letter R. I just wanted to throw that in. Uh, so, 
so from all of us here to all of you, don't set up a system to rape children over the course of 30 years. <laughs>